Howdy and what's up? This is the Long Two Fantasy Basketball Podcast. My name is Ned. Brandon, this is a trade deadline special Long Two. Brandon, your favorite team, the Timbercats. Shit, how you feel about that? Um. Well, first <laughs> of all, I don't want to so talk depressed. about the. I don't want to talk about the Timbercats. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Timbercats just yet. Okay, we'll Let's, save it for the end. Yeah, those those are for the for the faithful listeners who make it to the end of the pod. Okay, so a lot happened today, and uh, let's just get it out of the way. The biggest news of the NBA trade deadline was your Pistons getting the number two overall draft pick from a two year old six ten. Athletic Dino Mr. Bagley, Bagley, however, the third. Uh, Big Marv coming to the D. Basically yeah. nothing. Yeah, so, I, I love this trade for you guys. Um, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's, I mean, you <laughs> kind of wanted this all year, right? Like you've been calling, you've been calling out the Kings on Bagley. And I mean, we, it's so funny how the narrative can change on players so quickly. Like this guy was like the best player in college basketball at one point. Like he looked like he was going to be real special. And I think he came out, I think he like came out of high school early, like reclassified or this guy has been like just a monster his whole life. And just funny how like he basically got relegated to just nothing. To the worst possible team. Like, he yeah. just got drafted by the worst possible team. And then they made moves, too. <laughs> and De'Aaron Fox and Demata Sabonis actually looked pretty good. But, like, Bagley is now going to a team. It's a fresh start. And this is a 22-year-old who hasn't really played that much, you know, due to injury and competence. Yeah by the front office and the coaching staff. And the Pistons got him for nothing. Sent out a bunch of like trade laws and forget who else. Um, for free, they get a dude who was chosen number two overall. Couldn't have been chosen number two overall, but who cares? It's a guy who has sky high potential. And uh, this is just the Pistons. Even if it doesn't work out, it's a smart thing to do. The actual big news of the day is really uh, the big news ever since Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid first started playing together, I think. Uh, Simmons, the chosen one, is now out of town. He is in Brooklyn, where I live, and uh, Mr. James Harden, who has uh, is now playing in Philadelphia in a climate that is basically the exact same as New York. Brandon, did this trade make either team better? Um, in the short run, it made probably both teams better. But from a value I mean, Harden is now playing in the spot and not playing in. So yeah. Fall. Yeah, exactly. Well, but but they also so let's recap who was in the trade first. Okay. Um, so you, so Philadelphia sends Seth Curry, 
Drummond and two two protected first round picks, right? Great news for Drummond. Or, one, or maybe maybe one was protected. And then um and then uh Brooklyn sends back James Harden and Paul Millsap. Right. And Millsap also had wanted uh or <laughs> like Harden is better than nobody and yeah. the Sixers were not, Ben Simmons who was not playing. Yeah. But now from a value perspective, the Nets clearly won this trade. Like it this trade is like they got younger, like cheaper, better on defense the, the and drafts like so it's like Daryl Morey did all this posturing to do this deal. It's like, dude, like, oh, like this wasn't telegraphed all along when you guys were trying to trade for him when he was still in Houston. And it's like, so I think, I think the Nets definitely won in this trade. I'm probably biased. I am a big fan of Ben Simmons talent. I'm not a big fan of kind of like how the last years played out for him, but um, I am a big fan of his talent. And I think he's in an absolute perfect situation if Kyrie plays if and well when and if Kyrie plays full time um but Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons Ben Simmons basically fills multiple needs for them he comes in and he immediately is their best defender he takes the onus off of KD he comes in he's going to pass the ball he's a screen setter he's basically a point center for them so I, I love this trade for them. I think in the short run, yeah, Philly, I mean, Harden and Embiid, if those guys play well together, like they're going to have a good shot this year. But they gave up Curry, which I thought was a lot. Drummond, fine. I understand they gave him up, whatever. But I like him in Brooklyn now. Because oh, now, sure. but in Brooklyn, Drum, that's a, that's a piece. And two first-round picks? Yeah, he's probably going to start, right? Not every night, but, like, there will be nights he starts for sure. And I think it's hysterical because it's probably like, I don't care what you do, Daryl, get Drum out of here. Like, they have – Drum keeps trying to be nice to him during games. Well, man, I don't fucking care. You're a loser. Um, The Nets on defense – okay. First of all, Ben Simmons hasn't played at all due to mental health issues. I am not alone in being skeptical of mental health issues, especially since the Nets would not have done this if they didn't know that Simmons was going to be able to play for them this year. So they know he's coming back. How long? Who knows? He's still in a position, Ben Simmons, where dudes are better offensively than him. And he doesn't want to be like in the dunker spot like Bruce Brown. Like he wants to be a the off. And I actually kind of feel like it could work a little bit if KD and Kyrie are sort of willing to be like, okay, you know, early in the game, like we'll focus on you, man. Like we'll we'll try to make you the focal point and like get you buckets first and you know like it's always your ball in transition you're one of the best transition offensive players in the league he was you know like the second best defensive runner two seasons ago so obviously the defense is better 
um, you know, there are ways for Ben Simmons to score like properly, you know, where it's not like clogging up your offense. We know that because he did it for four years. It's always pretty, but people focus so much on him, you know, quote unquote, choking when he passed up the ball. And that's just one thing, you know? It's- yeah, it's one play. It's one play, and it was at a, a terrible time. And I'm sure he regrets it. And I'm sure he's going to learn from it. And it is troubling that the guy is still refuses to shoot the ball. But with that said, you don't need to on this team. And, of course, Kevin Durant is going to. Kevin Durant is probably the best guy to play with in the NBA, if you think about it. Like, more than LeBron. More than, yeah. Kevin Durant, I guess. I think even more Kevin Durant because he doesn't need the ball. He doesn't need the ball. He can get other people involved. He's willing to play guard multiple positions. So he's going to make it so easy on Ben Simmons. He's going to say, you handle the defense. I'll handle the offense and I'll get you. You don't, I mean, he's going to catch lobs. He's going to take it in transition. Kyrie, Kyrie, on the other hand, we'll have to see kind of how that fit works. Um, But I I don't expect Kyrie. Yeah. Like Kyle's been throughout his career sort of a dude that's been running along another Uber athlete, right? Like before yeah. LeBron got there, he was running the show, but it was like LeBron on wings. Um, you know, the Brooklyn hasn't worked out yet, but it's like he's played with a dude is this good in transition before. I, I kind of feel like there's two doors. One door is that Simmons is out longer than expected. And maybe this just doesn't sort of, maybe it just doesn't happen this year. Like maybe Durant's out for longer than expected. Yeah. That's a concern right now. I don't think Simmons is going to, I don't, I don't expect Simmons to not be ready. Maybe he's not ready right away, but what else is he doing? Yeah. But it's like, I mean, the the Nets are sliding bad and Kyrie can only be there for half the game. Like not even for half the games, depending it's like Brooklyn could be in a bad of the playoffs looking in pretty quickly. Um, So I do think that like the Nets would like Ben Simmons to be able to come back pretty quick, but you can't ask a dude who hasn't played basketball for a while to be game ready. Even if he's fit and an optimal athletic has kept him, you know, pain to be physical, like game time PT is different from everything else. And you don't want to rush someone back when they haven't been playing because. Yeah. But how do you know he hasn't been playing? He hasn't been playing in the NBA, but I'm sure he's still playing basketball. But like you, Oh sure. But you can't throw him out there for like 40 minutes in his first game back. Well, no, I didn't say 40 minutes, but he's, but he's going to play. He's going to play. And I say the bigger, the bigger risk to the nets to me is Kevin Durant. Now, what was interesting tonight, Kevin Durant and LeBron picked the all-star teams (laughs) and James Harden went last. Kevin Durant made it clear he did not want James Harden. And I think from a quote earlier, he said, we're happy to have guys that want to be part of this. I think that's the other thing with this. Like there's two doors for Phil also. There's the door where Harden and Embiid just run this crazy pick and roll and they're such a dynamic tandem together and it works beautifully and you have like competent players around them 
and like that's a recipe for success is that like it's two dudes that really want to hold the ball maybe it doesn't work out and uh you know it's bad hardened and then it's angry and who's like i was having an mvp season before you got here and now i have to fucking tolerate this bullshit well that's um, what i wonder i wonder about do Embiid and harden from a they don't that doesn't seem like the best like could be like a Kobe Shaq But like dynamic. as a Pistons fan, I've seen like, hard-headed stubborn dudes like work well together. You know, like sometimes yeah. they feed off each other and they're like that becomes your attitude. And Embiid already has that. I mean, Embiid got along with Jimmy Butler, right? Like Embiid in Philadelphia. Um yeah, for- Jimmy Butler and James Harden are pretty much the opposite. Like I think Embiid appreciates tough dudes and which also- is not Harden. Well, but Harden, Harden always used to play. That's, right? that's not like, true. Yeah. Harden is tough. I can't. I should take that back. I, I should not say that about Harden. But like he's not. He's, uh, he's not like can be going to get in your face. But he plays like as much as he can, and that yeah, always he does play. Playoffs. You're right. Yep. And he's yeah. he had to be the dude for so long. Um, keep getting injured all the, all around him. He he has had like really bad luck with injuries. I mean, Chris Paul that one year. They could have gone to the finals. Um, yeah. This, this, this tells me last thing I'll say, and then I'm done on this trade. This, the, this tells me that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvin are like this, like they're tight sure. because the fact that like, cause James Harden had like a reasonable gripe to me yeah. with Kyrie and Kevin Durant basically was like, we'd rather lose James Harden, who he's played with already before, who he, yeah. he came up with, then then like call, then say anything to Kyrie about him changing his stance, dude. And amazing. after the Nets gave away all of their picks to Houston and all the pick swaps, like emptied the chest, like Durant's the only one who's like signed there actually long term. Yeah, um, and, and now Simmons. But the thing about Durant is that he's such an artist uh, that I. There's a part of him that enjoys playing with new guys that are like sort of nearer his level. And I kind of feel like maybe he's intrigued to play with a guy like Ben Simmons. Let's let's get real for a second. Durant and Simmons together in the front court is, is amazing. Incredible. It's it's yeah. you you have two centers basically who are wings and both of them can distribute. Oh, and one of the slickest scorer ever. <laughs> yeah, and the other one is an elite defensive player. I, I feel like both teams, the op, like it's two doors for both. It's either going to be great or it's going to, you know, just fizzle out, um, and it'll be disappointing in a year where like a bunch of the favorites going in have been disappointing. Yeah, I don't know, man. If the if the Nets get all three of those guys on the floor. I think they're the best team in the NBA. Now, if they don't have health and they and they don't I, I'll take that big three over anybody else's right now. I mean it And looks, you add Curry, you add Curry and you add Drum. To me, I, I'll take that. Totally. Right. And Curry being added is great for the Nets because Joe Harris, maybe he comes back this year. Maybe. You know, it's no short thing. Um and it's also like this is you just don't need to think about it anymore. 
You know, like you have Ben Simmons for five years, you have Durant for three or four. Figure even if Kai leaves, like you can figure the rest of it out. Durant and Simmons together is top five tandems in the NBA, I think, over the course of those contracts. Um, but you know, neither of these teams is a top four now in the East. Like even yeah. even with Embiid's MVP season, they are uh, fifth. So. You know, this, uh, I mean, this is a tough year in the East and there's little room for error. And I mean, Philadelphia, like there isn't another center that they're going to go up against where Embiid won't have the, I don't think. Like, unless you're going to count center, I mean, then it's a draw, I I would say. Yeah, no, Embiid is the worst matchup at center right now because Jokic is is obviously right there with is right there if not better than Embiid I I don't think you can say either one is better but they're both right there but uh I think Embiid is a more of a mismatch for a lot of teams than Jokic like Jokic you can find ways to try to guard him he's still gonna put up 25 15 and 8 but like yeah at least like but there's nothing you can do. He's just like scoring on. He's shooting the three and he's passing the ball. But like Embiid, he just will like physically dominate teams. He's he's the point where it's like demoralizing. Like he calls for the ball in the paint, up at the shoulder, and then you know he'll just spend three seconds like you know kibitzing like back and forth, getting his feet, and then he'll just shoot it in. You know, like his mid range. He has that one legged thing now. Like he can still shoot threes. Um, yeah. sometimes he just has one of those slow drives where it's like he sort of Euro steps and then in slow water, he gets to the bucket and it doesn't really look like anyone reacts. <laughs> like no one knows what to yeah. do. With Wait, is he running? Is he going fast? I don't get it. He's been one of the best players in the NBA so far this season. And I would love it if this worked for him because I do want to see playoff Embiid because he's, fun to watch man he just he really is he's a throwback but he's he can also maintain and be cool he's great if it's heat versus sixers one do you have a favorite in a matchup if it's heat sixers yeah oh i'm taking the i mean the sixers i'm 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 taking them, you know, okay. behind, behind everyone except Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I think that would be those a guys. Matchup. No, this team. I think the 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 76ers for the most part got better because they have some other guys, some other shooters, and they kept uh, Matisse, and so yeah, they like you know huge. they kept some of the about they kept they kept some of the guys, but they gave up the two picks so. It's like that's that's you can't forget about that. I think one is protected and one is un the latter one is unprotected, right? So like, um, they also have to pay James Harden now, and it's going to be have to pay yeah two hundred and seventy five million dollars. Yeah, they're locked in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't even talk about that aspect of it. That's 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 the part with Harden too for the future. That's why I say like, how attractive is 
that team and how attractive is this duo in two years versus like KD and Simmons and Kyrie. But their GM is the dude that continues to spin the trade wheels harder than anybody else and always seems to be able to make a move even when it doesn't seem possible. So I can't, I don't think you can discount the synergy between Harden and more getting dudes to come play with Harden. What's Embiid? But the difference is, this is Embiid's team. Like, the Philadelphia fans won't tolerate coming in and trying to make it his. Like, that just won't work. Um, I don't think he's going to try to do that. I mean, he he showed that in Brooklyn. He he didn't try to come in and make it his team. That's true. So he's already kind of shown that he he's knows how to play with another superstar. And he's shown that he wants to play with another. I honestly don't. He's played I don't with a bunch of them. <laughs> I'm not like, like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, James Harden, he forced his way out of two teams. But like, I, I honestly don't fault James Harden that much when like Kyrie is playing part-time. Of course. Like that's not what you signed up. I get like, dude, <laughs> I came here thinking it was going to be the three of us. And like, I don't even know if this guy's going to play. And then when he does play, it's half the game. So it's like, Dude, I, it's like I don't fault different lineups every play. night. Like he's playing, yeah, different dudes. It yeah. it was a it's a disaster in Brooklyn. Like as a guy that's watched a bunch of their games, but like Harden doesn't help his case when he shows up out of shape, and yep. he's still out there having a dynamite. It's just that he's a guy where you're like, dude, we know that if you had just stayed in a little bit better shape a lot better for you personally right now you'd look even better and we'd all be having more fun but who cares none of that matters if they get a chip like who cares what they cost down the road cares what they had to do to get them like that's all that matters i mean harden's been to one finals right thunder team against miami was he on Mm -hmm. that team yeah he must have been right uh and beads gotten to the conference finals or the semifinals So it was the it was the semifinals because uh, against uh, against Toronto, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we can't forget this. Uh, Harden notoriously has fizzled out of the playoffs. Doc Rivers has lost like more. <laughs> Doc more Rivers, playoffs. Doc Rivers, to me deserves like much more of the blame in this situation because everyone is like, well, you know. Like Ben Simmons, he got his feelings hurt. But at the same time, like when your coach like publicly comes out and says, like, I don't know if he's the guy that can like yeah. get us to a championship, like that's that's like pretty damning, dude. Like, so um, you know, Doc Rivers deserves some of the blame for this whole situation too. So well, Doc gets what he deserves with Ben Simmons. And and I like Doc Rivers, but like I thought that like he should have shown better like he came in and basically was like we're gonna let ben do what ben does and then when ben like didn't like it in the playoffs he's like well this is all i know how to do and this is all you've asked me to do all year and then and by the way it was the biggest game of his young 24 year old life yeah like (laughs) i mean he'd never been there before and if you watch the play i mean when i saw that i was like oh he was trying to dish off because he thought that they could get a foul out of it. And I was like, well, you know, like, I sort of feel like I understand why you did that. Like, I just don't think that he was, like, frightened, you know? Like, I think he made a mental error in a big moment. 
and you can't hold that against people. And he's a pass first guy. He's a pass first guy. So like when he sees an opportunity, he probably feels like I want to, you know, try to make the pass in that situation. But can also and I, score over 30, you know, like there are yeah. nights when he is looking like the best player on the floor and not for nothing. Like Jimmy Butler sort of read the room and it was like this, the air stinks in here a little bit like Brett Brown's the coach, you know, it's like, I I don't need to be here. This is too complicated. I don't want to have to fucking deal with people that aren't on my wavelength. Whereas in Brooklyn, it's like KD seems to be pretty chill with people of all sorts of wavelengths. And, you know, so long as you're going to play and can help him, then it seems like he's pretty cool with it. Yeah. I still think Milwaukee's the best team, but whatever. Uh, okay. Let's talk about, oh, the Lakers and the Knicks did nothing. Yeah. I thought this was the coolest thing. Like neither of these two desperate teams were able to do a goddamn thing. The Lakers were, you know, like, oh, well, if they're healthy, they'll be able to go to the finals in the preseason. They're a catastrophe. The Knicks are a crisis. Um, and neither of them did anything, which is amazing. Also, the Lakers should be ashamed of themselves for lose, losing to uh, the Portland Trailblazers last night. Like, that's just the Blazers. Yeah. And LeBron and AD played. And, like, you could just tell they were disinterested the entire night. And they lost by two. And they went six for 13 from the line. Like, that's, I don't want to say it's Anthony Davis's fault, but, like, he went one for four from the line and he only took 11 shots. That's an embarrassing loss. Like they're just better than that. I mean, Anthony Davis should have crushed the blazers. It should have been his game. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Um, and he's okay. supposed to be a, he's supposedly a, he's supposed to be a top 75 player of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss my ass with that. <laughs> shit. He's also shooting like, what is he? Sh- he's shooting 17% from three. I think this year, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. Another team in the East that we should talk about. Derek White got traded to the Boston Celtics. Um, this. What was the, he traded? Can you. So, what sure. were the pieces? So, it was Josh Richardson, a protected pick, and Romeo Lankford for Derek White from the Spurs. Um, Derek White had, you know, sort of grown into his role on the Spurs. Um, He was their main distributor this year. He's averaging like 14 and six and four maybe, Um, but he's sort of grown into himself. He's not, you know, an elite player by any stretch, but he's getting added to a Boston team's defense that is going to look terrifying. Now I think they're, they're looking really good. Boston is eight and two over their last 10 games. They're adding, a point, an actual point guard, um, something that they thought they were lacking. Although since Marcus Smart got sort of not thrown under the bus, but blamed for like he was the guy that wasn't their actual point guard, he's been playing really well. Um, the next twelve games for the Boston Celtics could be big for them. They might be ready to go on a run. And it's not just because of Derek White, but having Derek White certainly helps. The main reason is that in their next 12 games, the Boston Celtics get to play the Detroit Pistons three times. 
that's three wins. It's better be three wins for the Greens anyway. Uh, they also get to play the no defense Hornets. Um, oh, they get to play the Wounded Nets twice, which is amazing. And they play the tanking pacers like there's like they have like sort of seven guaranteed wins coming up in their next dozen games but i i think having Derek white there really makes their defense a hell of a lot better and they've been doing well yeah like, i like that well i like that trade for them um they gave up a lot of the guys who i felt like they weren't really utilizing like we talked about langford yeah. and um you know so I kind of think that's intriguing, Langford going to the Spurs. But, you know, it, him going to the Spurs, he'll probably just be another one of those guys that another Spurs guy who averages 13 points a game. Um, you know, just like, you know, Lonnie White and, you know, all the other guys there that, that are kind of in that yeah, mold. But Spurs uh, always Lon- like Lonnie Walker. Most assists, Sorry. like per game, because yeah. that's what Pop does. It's like a bunch of dudes that do – what, like what you said, like score do- low double digits, dish out assists. Um, it, it sort of solidifies DeJounte Murray as the main distributor point guard on the Spurs. Um, yeah. You know, it sucks a little bit that they couldn't figure something out to have Ben Simmons there, but whatever. Um, Derek White is a professional point guard, you know, and he's a total upgrade for the Boston Celtics. And uh, the Spurs are out of it, so who cares? But they get a pick, and they're great at drafting, so you might as well take another shot at it. Um, yes, no, the Celtics oh. definitely addressed the, their their need. Their, that was their need is they needed a playmaking guard, and uh, they addressed it, so good for them. And I sort of feel like Time Lord and Derek White will get along really well. Like, I'm excited. I, yeah, I just think this was a really good trade. Um Another really good trade, Phoenix did what we thought that they were going to do, like sort of the only way to upgrade their team was to trade for a wing. They're bringing Tory Craig back. Uh, you know, this is a trade on the margins, but something that could end up being important down the road because Tory Craig was with them last year on their way to the finals. Kristaps Porzingis is now a Washington Wizard. Brandon, yeah. what are your thoughts on this goddammer? All right, so give me the give me the full details of the trade. Do you okay. have it handy? So Spencer Dinwiddie is mm-hmm. getting traded to the Dallas Mavericks so that he can do crypto shit with Mark Cuban. Um, where's the rest of this? All right, so Davis Bertan is going with him. Oh yeah, Bertans. That's right. Right, and Kristaps the unicorn is going to DC because. The people in D.C. need as much help as they possibly can. Uh, Bradley Beal's out for the season, so this is Porzingis' yeah. team for the foreseeable so, future, which is incredible. So my first thought is that for the Wizards, this is a trade more for next year, right? Like, this is a way to try to tell Beal, like, look, we're we're going out and we're going to get pieces because – I, as much as I'm a fan of Spencer Dinwiddie, I think you can find a, you could, they can replace that by next year if they yeah. want to. Whereas like Porzingis, I mean, his name is the unicorn. Like obviously he's not the superstar that he once looked like he could become, but he's still a pretty good player in the right situation who can like, 
He's having a good year. He's having a really good Yeah, no, he's good. And he's he's a guy who brings a very unique skill set. And he's probably going to fit very well with uh, with Beal once they, they finally get back on the court together. So um, It's such a fucking deep front court now. Like They just yeah, have like they these tall-ass dudes. Like Bert, getting rid of Bertans is great because they weren't using him. He was expensive, and he didn't do what they wanted him to. Beal's exactly. gone for the season. Spencer Dinwiddie, even though I love the mayor, uh, he is not the sort of dude that should ever stop you from making a trade for one of the you know best thirty players in the league. Exactly. So, so yeah, I like this. I like this deal for them. Um, from Dallas's perspective, <laughs> I don't know why. Why were they? I, I didn't really understand like why they're so gung ho on getting rid of Kristaps. Uh, it has to be because Luca told them to, don't you think? Yeah, I, mean, I guess we have to assume that. It just why I don't. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Well, but what this also does is um, it brings in a guard under contract. So well, yeah, maybe now that changes the calculus with Jalen Brunson. Like maybe you can do a sign and trade with Brunson in the off season and get something back, since you now have. Well, two guards basically well, fair enough but i mean yeah that's 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 an option for or, or you trade Dinwiddie. Season. like it's just but like but assets. but in the short run i do i do like the combination of luca and dinwiddie i do think that that's an interesting combination there because you have two big guards who in theory can like dinwiddie can kind of like do kind of take some of the burden off Luca with the ball handling and the playmaking. Um, but he can also play off of Luca yeah. and, uh, and Luca can do the same thing. And then Luca can like move up in position, you know, if he wants to, and if they need, you know, if they want to go smaller and maybe even go Brunson, Dinwiddie, Luca, like I they can do that. With good. Those guys. I think that yeah. will actually be good. Um, yeah. I'm so glad by the way, that my beloved old Nets, Karis Levert and Spencer Dinwiddie found themselves in good situations for playoff teams that really, and Jared Allen, my God, they've all done yeah. so well that for Brooklyn Joe, who's like, they and, can't walk. <laughs> and even D'Angelo. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. D'Lo, my God. Yeah. The, and Kenny Atkinson, I think is coaching for the Golden State Warriors, maybe <laughs> like everyone. <Is> well. <laughs> That's great. God bless. Yeah. So I like, I like, I think that if you look, if you're hell bent on getting getting rid of uh, Luca, I mean, get, sorry, get, getting rid of Kristaps, then uh, you know, I, I think I'm intrigued by this combo. Um, and you know, I think Dinwiddie is a cool dude, so I don't know, I like him, and yeah. uh, cool. you know, I'm rooting for him. And I think Luca, he's like he needs someone. He's doing too much, and it's just like sometimes he just takes some bad shots because he's just doing way too much. And so maybe Dinwiddie can help there. And maybe they can attract a third guy next year and, and really, you know, make something and try to really lock in Luca. Cause if not, it seems like he might be, he doesn't seem like he's, he's a hundred percent locked in there, you know, be careful. <laughs> um, we were talking before the pod about uh, DFS Dorian Finney Smith getting extended by the Mavs. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe one of the reasons they traded Kristaps was so they could free up some money so that they could actually do that. 
Um, but also, like, if Luca tells you he doesn't want someone on the team, you should get rid of that person on the team. <laughs> like, you should not fuck around with that one little bit. You shouldn't be like, no, be the bigger person, Luca. You should be like, yo, I'll fucking drive him to whichever town <laughs> I can. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, seriously. Um, um, yeah, no, so that was that was an interesting one for sure. Okay, the so speaking of the Washington Wizards, they also traded away mm-hmm. Montrez to charlotte um which i love sure uh especially because gordon hayward is out indefinitely yeah an ankle thing so montrez doesn't help them with defense but he's a high motor (laughs) and i sort of feel like him and miles bridges like running in transition is going to be sort of terrifying yeah i think i mean i i think of the Hornets is more of like a league pass team than a, uh, than a real team. So I think they're just like, they're just out there to like have fun and they're trying to win, but like they have some, when they lose, sometimes they lose real ugly. So like, they're not like ready to do anything, but it's exciting just to see what this young group can do. And uh, I think Harold, I mean, it's going to be like the East coast lob city over there, man. Like with Harold and Bridges and PJ and, it's like I like it. So um, you know, that at the very least, like, you know, Plumley, he plays he's not bad, but I think like Harold I like what Harold brings and I think if you can kind of reduce some of those Plumley minutes that that that's good for the team in the short run. Dude Harold as far as his Go ahead. As far as I was just gonna say as far as like Harold's fantasy value though, um I think it might take a slight hit. Yeah. I think I think he'll I think you know he'll probably be still like really efficient, but I just I think his touches will go down. I I really have like absolutely no fucking idea of what to expect because like what if he pops with Lamball like real hard you know like what if it's what if you see him out there with Miles and no one can do anything about it I I feel like he could be a starter pretty quickly especially because Hayward's out. Um, yeah. So I like if I rostered him, I I wouldn't drop him. I'd keep him. Oh no, no, I wouldn't drop him. I don't think he's. And I'm not saying a. I'm not calling for a big drop. I just think that, um, on this team, it's like there's a clear like one and two, and then yeah, it's it's like he's like best. Whereas like on the Wizards with Beal, Beal basically has missed like he he's been out for like most of the season. So like and he, he didn't start. He slid. He was hurt. He was hurt like earlier in the year and then he came back. And then so like he's been playing pretty much on a team where it's like up for grads. Like Kuzma is like the best player on the like, team. Two so. years ago, Wizards fans were like, oh, we have Beal and Wall, man. Like we have our backcourt and it's going to be fine. Well, not two years ago, more like three years ago. But shit, a lot's changed. My God. Yeah. And they're going to have to pay Beal big money, too. Maybe. Yep. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, another trade that we both liked, I think, Clippers traded Serge Ibaka, who is only 32, by the way, to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, yeah, so I, so I thought, I thought that, and maybe, maybe they didn't, they don't want to do it in division, but I would have thought that like Ibaka would have been someone the Warriors could have went after. Um, I was a little disappointed to not see them 
make a move for for some big man depth because I feel like that's their only hole. Season though, like they value the consistency of ending the season with the dudes you started with. I don't know why, but yeah, I mean, I hear you, but like, come on, man! Like, if you're trying to win a championship, I completely agree, dude. Like, you could have gotten if you had packaged Wiseman, Pool. And one of the rookies together, you could have gotten basically whoever you wanted. Yeah. And I don't like, think they even need to go that far. Like I said, sure. I would just just around the edges like an Ibaka. But I thought this, <laughs> this was a great a great move for Milwaukee. It was much needed with Brooke Lopez looking like he's basically done for the year. I mean, I don't expect anything out of him at this point. Do you? I it's unfair to. It's a back problem, you know, and it's like if, yeah. if you if you exacerbate it. By coming back too soon, that could be the end of your career. Um, yeah, they haven't had a timeline for his injury all of the year. Like when guys, when guys like from the get go, they're just like, yeah, we don't know. Like they never even said like, oh, you know, three to six weeks. It was just right. like, we'll see. And it's been months. Yes. So I, I would just move on from from Brolo if you're in a in a redraft league. Um, I think they need, it. they need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually he, wait Brolo played one game right so he's played yeah, more he played the first on. game yeah <laughs> uh he and so but but yeah i uh i thought this made sense a ton of sense for milwaukee and um i liked it i i didn't quite i i don't so are the clippers like they're they're kind of sellers but they're going for it it's like i'm i'm not really sure what so what I think they're doing is they're trying to build their team uh, for next year in this season. They, like, because of the money on their roster, this offseason could have been more difficult for them to make moves that mattered. But by making these trades, you now have basically a plethora of players. I mean, you still have tradable dudes like Luke Kennard, um Zubots, like mm-hmm. there's there there are dudes on this team that you can still package in the offseason to make trades, but by getting Norm Powell and by getting Dante DiVincenzo, who's just a young wing, you know, who by the way has a chip, um, they're they're getting dudes under control, even if they cost money, they don't care. Balmer is totally willing to pay the luxury tax, but they're getting guys that they assume will be able to play well around Kawhi and Paul George next year. Um, yeah. And, and I like that. I, I like think that's adding... smart to do because like, who cares about yeah. this? Like you might go to the playoffs this year, but you're not going to win the title. So the playoffs yeah. you can just treat as gravy. In the meantime, you're making moves early and you'll know mm-hmm. who you are in the off season. That's fair. And I do like DiVincenzo. Um, and he's won a chip in college yeah. and in the pros. Yeah, um, totally useful so player. Like he's I, a good know, player. Yeah. And so I do. I do think that's a that's a um, a good player. I just feel like they have a lot of like wing, like young wing talent. So For it's like sure. it's just kind of like I, I don't I don't love it, but. Um, I would have rather seen them if they were going to make a move for next year, like kind of look more for like a traditional like point guard or maybe even a big, but, uh, but yeah, I, I get it. I get your point. And I think that is smart. Um, Cause you're right. Realistically, they're not, they're not 
going to be a probably beat any of those top uh, three or four teams in the West, and you know they they'll probably be lucky to get out of the first round. So, and they don't get their pick, their draft pick. So it's like you th- this season almost doesn't matter to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might as well just try to get better. And th- I I do think they're a better team now. <laughs> you yeah, know? Like, they are. So, um, and it's funny, like they could actually be a team that, you know, dips their toe into, uh, guys that get bought out, like, and his freedom, you know, he Mm -hmm. could, uh, you know, speaking of the warriors, like maybe they'll pick him up since he got, uh, traded and will get bought out. But like, there'll be dudes that are available. Um, Oh, he got traded. I didn't see that. Yeah. He was in the Daniel Tice trade with Houston. And uh, I forget what that involved. I mean, Tice comes home to Boston. Oh, they brought Tice back? Nice. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, it's Dennis Schroeder. Right. It's Herr Schroeder to the Rockets for Tice. And Houston gets uh, Schroeder, oh, Ennis Frieda, Bruno Fernando. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a good trade, I guess. Um, Wait, so Boston traded Schroeder? Yeah. You, you don't Tice. Dude, Schroeder was offered like $85 million by the Lakers last year and said no, or two years ago. Fuck. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, if you have Alperin Senjin yeah, available on your waiver wire, you should pick him up immediately because he yeah, is probably cool. going to be the starting center for the Houston Rockets for the rest of the season. Um, they, I can't believe they didn't trade Eric Gordon. Yeah, like, seriously, that, that, that seems that, like that. such malpractice. I don't care how much you like him and how much of a clubhouse duty is. It's like you can get actual shit for a guy if like Eric Gordon. Yeah, like if you're Philly and you're giving yeah. up Curry, why don't you? If you're at this point, you're all in. So why don't you give up a second round pick or two seconds or whatever? Dude, and go out and get Chicago. Like, yeah, there's seriously. so many that could have done something to get him. Um, yeah, I I just think that's ab- like why I the thought Knicks about could have tried. Why didn't the next? I thought about Chicago. Tried? So I thought about Chicago, and I I thought about it, and I and I think Chicago to a certain extent maybe they feel like maybe they're a little ahead of schedule. And yeah. like they've had so many injuries that it's like they kind of know that like it's not breaking their way right now. So dude, and like Vooch might not even be playable in some playoff series if you get yeah. a bad matchup. Like that's a but, big problem. So I think they feel like we've established our our foundation of like what we do here. We have an identity, and I think they're probably looking more. They're probably in a similar situation as like the Clippers where. Yeah, they they're gonna make the playoffs, but they don't really have. I don't know. Maybe they do. De- Demar Derozan seems like a man possessed, but um, power forward Demar Derozan. I watched him the other night, and he he was just like unstoppable. Yeah, it's like insane. It's like he's able to get to the spot and get the shot off with like no space because it's all mid range. So it the the defense. It's not like on the perimeter where you have you you can create a ton of space it's like he's packed down in there with like there's like five or six guys within a few feet of him and he's uh 
he's able to just get his shot off of like two inches between his hand and the defender's hand. And it's like insane. But uh, he powered up so hard in San Antonio, just like out yeah. of him and LMA. And it was just like he's uh, he's on another level now. He's a legit yeah, he ballot MVP candidate. And if yeah, the Bulls sure. somehow win the East or get like number two, like depending, I mean, you you have to take it seriously, especially because Embiid's case might get hurt with adding Harden. Um, what's another yeah. trait? Wait, there was Toronto. Right. Okay. The Thad Young. <laughs> okay, here's what I think. So here's the trade. Toronto um, traded Goran Dragic to the Spurs for Thad Young and pick. Um, the Spurs are going to buy out Dragic, and he's probably going to go play um, with Luka in Dallas. I mean, maybe he won't. Maybe he'll go somewhere else. So Tad Young, Thaddeus Young, uh, had a spectacular year for Chicago last season. He's six eight. He's a distributor. He can play and defend multiple positions. That's basically everybody else on the Toronto Raptors, except for Fred Van Vliet and a couple of their actual centers. Um, the Raptors started the season. Where did I put that? The Raptors, by the way won seven in a row yeah they're so they're I playing, where you put it but they're over their they're, uh last they're game, over their last 31 game since december 1st they're 21 and 10 that's the third best winning percentage in the nba they are absolutely for real and they yeah. might have just added another sixth man who is basically a carbon copy of the dudes that are already helping to do that. Um, and he can be a backup point guard for FEV. That's a terrifying matchup and could be a surprise threat in the first round. Like, I, I do think that they could knock off somebody who wasn't looking because these guys, they're all 6'8", they're all aside from Fred. Like all of them look have the exact same body type and their arms go out to forever. They can all dribble. They can all pass. They can all defend. Um, they're they're can they terrifying. All, the shooting is the question there. Sure. And I love and you know I'm I'm really high on that those guys. You know I love that the the trio of wings because I feel like there's other teams that have two guys like that, but there's. There's no one really that has like I mean I guess the Warriors have a bunch of guys but not like this though not like, like this OG and yeah. Anobi, but like five of them <laughs> yeah it's just like insane so and Pascal Siakam is like Pascal you said, Barnes you don't it's like on any given it's like you kind of don't really know which one is the best and you there's think fucking- Barnes has the most upside but pass but but OG he might still have the most upside. So, and Fred's a bulldog. Like yeah. he is, <coughs> he's one of the most attractive point guards in the league right now. I think. Whoa, excuse me. He yeah. is tough, and he is running this team so spectacularly. He's a guy that can score thirty plus if he needs to. Uh, he can hit six threes. You know, like he's 
like a tree shepherd, you know, like it's him and he's not, I mean, we say little guy, like he's whatever, six, three, but like it's him and just a forest, like it's trees running around and he is just spectacular. Uh, That team, I'm so impressed. Like I, I just, when I saw their winning percentage since their bad start, I couldn't believe it. They're the third best team by record for going on two and a half months now. And that has to mean something. So I don't know, like the trade didn't make sense to me at first. I was like, well, why would you do that? But now I think it's because they're serious about the playoffs. And while they might not have like title aspirations, they want to be tough as nails and like beat Mm -hmm. the shit out of people. Yeah. No, they 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 accomplished that. And uh I think I think um you know, like I said, the only thing I my only question there is just like the shooting, um, which is a big question, you know, don't get me wrong. Um they don't they don't have the shooting that I would, you know, I think that they they, they could have addressed that with the trade here. But um I like this move. I mean, for a guy that there was that was never going to play for them um you basically it's funny that two guys that never played that were never really going to play for their teams just got traded for each other here um but uh i i like this move and then if if um goran ends up going somewhere interesting that'll that'll be cool too if he's getting bought is that for sure is that is that confirmed he's going to get bought out or is that speculation I'm on your pretty, part? I mean, it's I'm not just guessing it. Okay, the San Antonio Spurs, who are trading for the Toronto Raptors, Goran Dragic, are expected to negotiate a contract buyout with Dragic. Among the teams okay. expected to be interested are Dallas, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Clippers. <laughs> That's fucking great. Dallas, okay. Milwaukee. Dallas would be cool. Milwaukee would be cool. I I mean, he could go wherever he wants. I'd almost sort of like want to go back to Miami. <laughs> yeah, um, that would be... That would Miami's be a sleeping cool. giant, dude. And if Oladipo can come back and be like even 75%, I, they're dangerous. They're so fucking dangerous. Um, I, I think it's time to talk about the Kings and what they did. And I don't mean Marvin Bagley. Uh, trading for Sabonis, sending out Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald. Yeah. Brandon, what did you think about this trade? So we talked about this trade on our, on our last podcast, but, um, you know, I, the more I think about it, I, I really like it for Indiana. Um, <laughs> You know, I think it gave them some direction. And if this is what it takes to kind of like commit to Miles Turner, now you've got Halliburton. It's a good pairing. Um, I'm I'm at, I'm actually pretty excited for this one. And then um, Buddy Heald's also in this trade, right? So then you yeah. you're also adding a shooter there. And um, the more I just think that the Kings, it's just like didn't make a lot of sense now they did 
steal Bagley. So at least they've kind of like eliminated that. But I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, the Kings, we, we've talked about it. They're the, it's the worst team to go to. So um, I, I kind of feel like maybe Sabonis is just a good enough player that he, uh, he, he actually does something there, but um, it's not an ideal situation. And who know? And I don't know what his contract situation is, but I imagine he's under contract for a while. Right. So mm-hmm. um He's, he's not really on his way out. So, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, Sabonis will probably put up the same numbers, maybe even a little bit more usage. Um, but his efficiency will probably be down and, you know, from being a tougher tougher situation. So I wouldn't really worry too much about Sabonis. Um, and for, for Halliburton, I think he's still got like a ton of upside. So, we still don't really know how good he can be. And now he doesn't have really any of the, he's not like in this crowded backcourt where he has to like worry, you know, compete with De'Aaron Fox who can't space the floor. He's in a situation where he's got guys who can space the floor and he can play like in a more traditional, like guard uh, setup. The Sacramento Kings are out of the play in by record. As we speak, they are 21 and 36. They are the 12th seed in the West. I just don't know if Sabonis... Sabonis was the best player traded as of this year by a lot. But I don't know if he's going to be enough to be able to get this team into the playoffs this year and that sucks for Kings long suffering Kings fans. And it's, you know, they hate losing Halliburton. Um, but like you said, like maybe Sabonis will pop, maybe he'll play really well. I mean, he and Fox seem to do well in their first game. Um, the Pacers usually don't, I mean, they're not really tanking. They're just like sort of rebooting for next season and acquiring picks. Um, it is strange that all these teams were able to make these moves and a team like the Knicks who are only two games out of it, didn't do anything. A team like Atlanta didn't really do anything. They're in the 10th seed right now. Like, yeah, could have tried thought, to make some moves. Denver didn't do anything. I, I thought mean, Atlanta. Like, I thought Atlanta was a team that yeah. I expected to do something. Um, I don't know. They traded Cam Reddish, and Cam Reddish still isn't playing, which is just amazing. The Knicks are terrible. Um, they really are. They just but find that, a way. Like maybe Atlanta couldn't find a trade. I think that's totally possible. Like, no one was like, eh, I don't really want Danilo Gallinari. Sorry. I don't really want Lou Williams. That's okay. Thanks. So maybe there was just nothing out there. But I yeah. also feel like they could have gotten, like, Thad Young would have looked good on Atlanta, wouldn't he? Yeah. So the, um, uh, there, there's still some other deals we haven't discussed. Well, so, uh, CJ McCollum is now a New Orleans Pelican. We've talked about that one. Did we talk about Didn't that? We? Okay. Oh no, no, we didn't. Forget. Talk Did we talk about, about that? Or I don't the... think we talked about. C... I don't think we talked about CJ. You're right. We talked about 
Karis going to Cleveland. Yeah, didn't we? yeah okay. we didn't talk about CJ. Okay. Right, that happened after. So CJ arriving in New Orleans is reminiscent to me of Harden going to the Sixers and pairing with Embiid. It just like solves your worst problem. Uh, the Pelicans really needed a scoring guard, and now they have one. And uh, they still don't have Zion, but this presumably will help them stay in the play-in game zone. And it should help Brandon Ingram. I mean, Josh Hart is a good player, but CJ McCollum is definitely better. He's Mm -hmm. not going to have the same role. I mean, on the pecking order, it's Brandon Ingram. I mean, Zion's number one when Zion plays, but right now it's Brandon Ingram's team. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's fine because CJ has been playing off of another dude whose team it was, who was the face of the franchise with Dame in Portland. I, I mean, I'm excited to watch this team gel. I hope they do. I, I hope that Brandon Ingram and CJ play well together. Um, you know, their defense is Herb Jones and Valanchunas. And, you know, like, who can, like you addressed your most glaring weakness. So I don't think that I'm going to hate too hard on like, oh, well, CJ can't defend. Like you, you needed a scoring guard. You got one. It's great. Yeah. No, I think I think it shows that like fine, you know, they 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 want to win, um, even though they're probably not going to win right now. But they're showing they're saying, hey, we want to actually go out and, and try to win with this program, and we're not just Dude, here just like, like perpetually what, be in the lottery. What happens if we beat the Lakers in the play-in game? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's I don't think that would happen, but it's possible. Um. And it just makes your team better. Like this was a trade to make your team better. Even though I like the player, I mean Josh Hart is great. We've been talking about him all year, but um, they got an all star and a guy that I think will be able to play well with their young studs. I mean, I mm-hmm. the Pelicans make so many stupid decisions. Like they never should have let Lonzo go. Although I think that he must have wanted to leave. Otherwise, it really just doesn't make any sense but this was a good trade lonzo was rumored to go to chicago even before the season was over yeah totally and you know i mean that probably came from lavar but david griffin gets blamed for it everyone's like well why would you do that um but who cares it doesn't matter i i i mean there's a part of me that's hoping that in two months we're watching a svelte Zion like really take charge and push the Pelicans up maybe to you know approaching like the eighth seed the seventh sixth like just go on a run I don't know if that's going to happen but I could see it happening because the Clippers and the Lakers are the two teams in front of the Pelicans right now but if 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 Zion comes back healthy yeah and they have CJ McCollum a healthy Zion, Brandon Ingram, and the rest of this team. The, the Herb, Jones, Jones. Herb Jones. Valanchunas. Devontae Graham off the bench now. Yeah. Jackson Hayes. Um, that's a talented roster. Yeah. And that, and Z- but, you know, Zion's the ultimate, ultimate X factor. It's like. Totally. <laughs> you know, so like, we'll, when will we see him? I'm under the assumption we don't see him this year. 
I, you but know, the, I don't know. I haven't been following his my, injury. Updates. My brain says that, but my heart is like, but what if he can come back and he's dominant? And all of a sudden, this is a team that can fucking punch you in the mouth. Like Valanchunas and Zion point Zion together. I mean, I, yeah. there's so many ways you can see this team uh, cohering, I think, if Zion were able to come back at 100%. But like you said, it's probably happen. If Zion comes back at 100%, he's, he's one of the best players in the NBA to me. He's a top he 10 can player. up his defense to what it used to be. I mean, like his defense has been terrible, but um, he should be. In... Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to pay him two hundred and seventy-five million dollars over the next five years, and I don't know if I want to pay that to Zion either. If he's not going to be a true two-way player, um, but whatever, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, so some of the teams that didn't make moves, Miami Last... didn't move. Sorry. Well, just real quick, just real quick. Last so last year, Zion Williamson in sixty-one games, twenty-seven points, seven rebounds, three point seven assists, shooting shooting sixty-one percent from the field. Sure. And seventy percent from the free throw line. So I, I just think that if he's healthy, he has the potential to be like an elite, elite player, like a perennial all-star. Agree. He should be a dude that should be able to get you to the playoffs by yourself. I feel that way about Anthony Davis, too. And but they it's have Brandon player. Ingram. Right, who's a guy that who's, for years I've thought is, could be an MVP. Or, you know, like, uh, he's done so well this year, and no one talks about it. He's been great. He's been really, really good. And fucking young Herbert Jones. My God. My God. Yeah. So if that if this comes together, if Zion, if they can somehow get Zion to buy in and really get in shape and get healthy, this uh this could be a talented roster. Which totally. kind of likes this it, CJ seems like a guy who works the problem is they don't have a ton of defenders, but um, you know, CJ definitely is not a defender, but with that said, this team could score a lot of points. So, yeah, and worry about it later. Like, yeah, you can worry when you're in the tenth seed. You can worry about being perfect down the road. Um, another team that now, is supposed to have a bunch of talent, the Oklahoma City Thunder, didn't really do anything. Well, I was just going to say though, but in that trade, um, uh, Alexander Walker, Nikhil Alexander yeah. Walker got traded and then he got traded again after that in in uh he's in utah now yeah he's in utah so uh, it was a three-team deal san antonio got thomas sataransky and portland gets joe ingles and elijah hughes in a second round pick oh utah also gets honcho hernan gomez who i like i mean yeah so um, Joe Ingles moves on to Portland, but he'll go back to Utah next year. He's going to be a free agent. Like that's almost a closed case. Okay. Um. What else? I mean, Utah. Utah didn't really get better, though, did they? Like they did shit, but like not much. 
Yeah, no, they didn't. I mean, they... uh, did we? We mentioned Bol Bol is on the Celtics, right? I don't know if that happened a while ago, but I don't. I don't know what's happening there. Is there any chance he? We see him this year. Sure. There. I mean, there. There's going to be all this shit on the margins that occurs over the next two months. Like after the all-star break, the coaches are going to be able to get in the film room and, you know, like really see what they have. And so you're going to see like rosters get tinkered with. There are going to be dudes that get bought out and they're going to trickle on throughout the league. And most of it won't fucking matter at all. Like a lot of these teams just are who they are. Um, like for instance, the Lakers suck, but on the other hand, you should always be afraid of LeBron James and Anthony Davis at full strength. So like, you know, Utah's a team that I think needed help (laughs) and they didn't really get any, uh, Mm -hmm. Memphis didn't make any trades, but they didn't need to, um, you know, Minnesota didn't do anything. The Knicks didn't do anything. The Lakers didn't do anything. Golden State didn't do anything. Miami didn't do anything. Well, my, Miami traded KZ Akpala for a second round pick. Right. That's not really improving the roster. But and you know, like if this is if this is truly a season where you know, if you're not a top four team in the West, you don't really have a chance, then I think that's a reason why maybe some of these teams didn't do anything. Like Minnesota, how could they not do something? Well, if you don't think you have a chance, then you don't want to force it. Uh, Denver is in such a weird situation that it's sort of hard to trade anyone big. Like, what could you possibly yeah. get Michael Porter Jr.? That- you know? I didn't expect them to do a trade, even though I, yeah, yeah, it would have been cool if they did, but I didn't expect they're not going to trade the guys that are out. And so, yeah, Ooh. especially when it's like a dude with a back problem, like for the second, yeah. time, you're like, well, I'll, I mean, I'll give you my nephew, like, <laughs> or it's like the Pistons, it's like, I'll give you Trey Lyles in a second round pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who do you think? <laughs> Who do you think improved their team the most as far and and relative to what they gave up? Well, so doesn't necessarily have to be who improved. It has to be Philadelphia since they gave up an empty roster spot for something that fills it. <laughs> but that's that's just a technicality. Um, if if Surge, who again is only thirty two years old is more like old surge. And he, he just had a 20 point game. He had 20 and 11 and uh, he had another good game before that. Like if he's an actual dude, you can rely on then I think that's huge for the bucks. As far as, you know, like you, you have to assume that a healthy and available to play Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant trio is dangerous is I, I, I mean, I do sort of feel like that's more dangerous than a Harden and bead combo, but I think that's only because like the problem with the Harden trade is that you now have a team with two dudes where 
most of the other teams that you're going up against that are for real are going to have three dudes. So, like, Philly has two and a half guys. How about that? Like, Tobias Harris is a half. He's not an elite. Yeah, he's not on the level of Chris Middleton. He's not on the level of Drew Holiday. Uh, So that's, you know, you're an elite player down, basically. And you're hoping that the dynamic you do have is so good. Yeah, exactly. That it compensates. And yeah, and I was gonna say will. that there those two guys that's the two that's probably the best two man duo in the NBA. Right it's now. Shaq and Kobe, right? Updated. Yeah. yeah. Like the center can shoot threes. It, and you know, it it's a po- it's like that's what the Lakers were supposed to have with Anthony Davis and LeBron. And like you said earlier, the fact that they didn't have to send Matisse out is huge because now Harden, you don't really care if he's not going to play defense. Like yeah. you have Matisse and Embiid there to cover up for all of his deficiencies. You can let him just concentrate. I mean, he'll play defense when he's engaged, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like being able to keep yeah. title is such a huge deal for them. And maybe Philly's one of the teams that gets a buyout, dude. You know, like, hey, Goran Dragic, like we could use an extra point guard. You want to come up here? We have Mm -hmm. all good dudes. Um, who do I think got? I mean, did the Wizards get better? Technically, I think they did. Right? They got. I like the the Wizards. I like the Wizards move. They got the best player in the trade, so because I I think they can just I think they can they can replace like even though they gave up Dinwiddie and I'm a, I like Dinwiddie, I don't feel like they really gave that really matters. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like they just changed the money around and put it into one player instead, and yeah, and they got uh, rid of Harold, so they cleared up. They cleared up. Yeah. Yes, like you said. So. Um, I mean, I it's it's weird, but I sort of feel like they did okay. <laughs> um, Cleveland getting Lavert, I don't think is at the same level as some of these other trades, even though I like it. Um, I mean, the Kings, I think, technically got better. They got the best player in those trades. Sabonis is great. I mean, no matter what else, Sabonis is great. He's a fucking good player. Do you think that any of the trades made make those like has Phoenix? Let me ask it a different way. Has the Phoenix Suns dropped in your estimation, or are they still basically up in the top three? No, they they haven't dropped at all for me. Um, well, okay, so I do think that. I do think that Philly and Brooklyn, but do I, I still think Phoenix is ahead of Philly for me. Um, Are they ahead of Brooklyn? I don't think so. I think so. I think they're, they're, they're top two and they were probably around, you know, in the top two for me before maybe first. Like Simmons and Durant being able to guard. Booker I'm really intrigued and, by it, man. And it's whew, it's pretty nice. It's like you Simmons is almost the perfect fit to me. I mean, it's like they needed a guy that can like defend and like play off the ball. I mean, not play off the ball, but not like 
try to take a ton of shots. So, and like, I don't think that they would ask Simmons to defend Embiid. Like, I sort of feel like, nope, Drum. That's why you're here. Yeah, that's why Drum's you play there. them. You're he- you do that. that yeah. is the only reason we still have you. Um, but <laughs> Simmons is a guy that can guard basically, you know, he can guard 97% of the league, you know, like there's yeah. some matchups where, I mean, I assume Joel would get the better of him. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm just assuming that they've never played against each other. I think he might end up guarding them at some point. That would be amazing. Jesus. Like if those teams met in the playoffs, it would be nuclear warfare. I don't even yeah. know. Oh my God. It's terrifying. I can't believe that's, that a, that's the playoff matchup that I want. Division. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Seven games of that, please, for sure. Yeah. Because somehow Doc would get the, the Sixers to lose. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, the, I mean, the Nets, ugh. If, if Brooklyn falls in love with Ben Simmons, that's going to be a hell of a thing. That is going to be extremely interesting. Because he brings. Like a I bunch of celebrity KD, with him too, right? Yeah, I think KD is going to like. I think KD is really going to benefit him. Like, a, I think uh, those guys are going to play well together, and um, we just have to hope KD is going to is healthy. You know, you know, sooner yeah. rather than later, and that. Uh, and then it comes down to the situation with Kyrie. But yeah, those three on paper, that's that's pretty special. Okay, it's the end of the pod, Brandon. What do you want to say about the Minnesota Timbercats? Uh, they didn't do anything. Yeah, that's what you should say. That's so. It's so disappointing, did. though. I think, like, I think what it really means is that no one wants Malik Beasley. Like you've he's been terrible this year. He's shooting, he's shooting like I don't know what thirty. 30- five percent what are we saying shooting i forgot but uh like you just can't make those struggling with a team like minnesota like when you strike out on free agent contracts that fucks you so hard because now it's like weighing you down um like if they could have gotten buddy healed that would have been something Mm. yeah that would have been good it's just a little disappointing but whatever um it was a wild trade deadline. I thought it was going to be wild, and it ended up being anything but. I mean, I can't fucking believe that an intra-divisional trade occurred with two All-Star. I mean, can you do you remember a trade like this where two teams in the no. same division traded like All-Stars to each other? All, yeah, All-Star two teams that are like title contenders in the same division. Yeah. And one of those teams just traded like every draft pick they had last year to get the dude that they just traded to Philly. It's amazing. It is incredible. Yeah. Wait to see how Philly fans react to Harden. It like this it is, is pretty so cool. funny. It's so funny. It's... And Hinky started the process and Daryl Morey <laughs> was his like mentor and now Daryl Morey is reaping the benefits. He should bring Hinky back. He should be like, "Yo, he Sam, should. come on." In. Just yeah. like you get tickets, like come. We want to see you. <laughs> Look, it's Harden and Embiid. It's everything you ever dreamed of. Two top fifteen players. You did it. Sam Hinkie did it, Brandon. Hey, I I think that he got a raw deal. We For talked sure. about that years ago. Um, but uh, 
no it is it is it's pretty cool and uh like i said the only thing with philly why this isn't an outright win is because they did give up drummond who you know Embiid has a history of injury so you and missing games so you do want to have that depth there um and Curry, to me, season. like there's no shot, so it's like you might as well shut Harden down too. Then be like, hey, well, man. I don't, I don't mean well, not necessarily going down for the season, but I just mean oh, I Embiid, he's missed games before, right? He, he's, I mean, they rested him the yeah, other day. And now, Mister Bad Luck himself, James Harden, is on his team. Like he's probably yeah. already stubbed his toe and was like, oh shit, yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, you give him up, and then you, and then you also lose Curry to me, who's that was, yeah, a, a really good player for them, and uh, so that's the only reason why I don't think that this was an outright that they necessarily improved the most. I I still think that uh, that um, I, I think Washington for me, I like that move a lot. How about and, New Orleans? Yeah. They probably should be in the conversation. I just, I just don't. I'm not. I have low expectations for Zion. Yeah, coming back this year. Ugh, um, so sad, man. So it's kind of like it's cool, but without Zion, I don't. I mean, it'll he, you know him and Bi. That'll be cool, but uh, yeah, I, I need to see Zion in this before I can really take that franchise serious. Dude, it's so weird that we're in a season where we don't have Zion, Kawhi, or Paul George. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's three huge, enormous stars just gone, not here this year. Um, all right, any any final thoughts? Um, I, I probably I probably touched on this earlier, but I just really was surprised the Warriors and I know you said they don't do interest season trades but I just really wish that the Warriors had done a trade I know that I just think they have have so many pieces they have uh, Damian Lee they have Peyton they have Wiseman they have Kaminga they have Moody they have Stephen Jordan Poole they have so many guys that it's just like guys you could have added a, a piece I don't know exactly which piece but but you also don't have Draymond right now, and even though they've bounced back from their recent slump, it's like – I mean maybe you sign and is freedom. You know, Like maybe you get a buyout, dude. But honestly, like you should have – in my opinion, they could have thrown the fucking moon at Detroit to get Jeremy Grant. You know, They could have thrown the fucking moon at someone to get anybody because mm-hmm. when you have a shot, you should try to take your shot. The West is weaker. And if Draymond's healthy, great. But like, you can't, you can't just assume he'll be a hundred percent. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah, why, we don't why know. Aren't they a little bit more desperate. And even even with him, we you, we still don't know what your big man solution is. Are you really expecting Wiseman to be the guy in the NBA Finals? And out of everyone, you should be a team that can be like, yo, we we can beat Phoenix. Like we're mm-hmm. we're not afraid of anybody. I I mean, I, I am with you. I, I am very disappointed because they they have needs, they have assets, and it seems like they could have just godfathered somebody. Yeah. Done something at least on the margins. I mean 
you know, how, why can't they Ibaka. get, you know, right. why can't they get Ibaka? for sure? Yeah. Why can't like you get one of been... the trillion, you know, centers on Orlando or even in, or get Montrez Harrell? Like, yeah. you know, how much does that cost? Um, also, at a certain point, like, the everyone's going to want to eat. Like, you can't keep Moody and Kaminga, you know, coming off the bench forever. So, and, and pool, you know, the, there's and so I, many. Well, I'm not. I'm not even – I wouldn't even move those guys, but, like, Lee, Gary Payton, and I like what Gary Payton has done, but, like, I just don't think they need all these guys. I think they could have sure. consolidated a couple of those guys. Wiseman even. I know they don't want to move – you know, they, they're high on Wiseman long-term. And I, I understand why you're high on Wiseman. He has a ton of upside. Um, we've seen what happened with, with Aiden, so I get it. But, yeah, that that's was that's my point. closing thought. That's a fair point. Okay, well, this was uh, this was a wild deadline. I I was yeah, pleasantly I was. surprised. I was, was pleasantly fun. surprised. Um, so many things that had been boiling for several years ended up actually occurring. CJ and Dame got broken up. Ben and Embiid got broken up. Uh, Marvin Bagley finally came to Detroit, and James Harden got moved again. Yeah, back him and Daryl back together again. You know, at the beginning of the year, I said I, I when the whole Kyrie uh, Vax situation first came up, uh, um, when we first heard about it, uh, I said Kyrie for Simmons. Yeah, end up being Harden. So it's interesting that like the guy who's playing half the games <laughs> is still dude. there. <laughs> dude, how about this? What if Simmons comes back and he's like, wait, Kyrie's only playing half these games and Durant's out. It's just me. What the fuck is this? This isn't what I signed up for. Trade me. Get me out yeah. of here. That'd like Kyrie funny. destroys everything behind him. That's just sort of what happens. I can't believe that he got Kevin Durant to commit to him. <laughs> yeah exactly unreal okay we will be back with you on sunday night uh have a great weekend celebrate lincoln's birthday hope you have off tomorrow brandon i'll talk to you tomorrow have a great night buddy all right man